Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Hi, my name is Mark Gurley, and I am uh, a financial advisor who's also an ordained minister. I've done both tracks uh, in my lifetime as an adult. I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm happy to be here with you today. Anyway, wanted to uh, go over the nine R's as I refer to them. Uh, I've written a chapter in my book on healing, deliverance, and miracles on the nine R's. And it all started initially with five R's from a man uh, who has since passed by the name of Dr. Henry Wright. And he would then add a couple R's as he was thinking about things as modes of way to pray for people. And then we added some as we went uh, with the healing rooms of Grand Rapids back uh, between 2002 and 2009 when I was the uh, director uh, of the healing rooms uh, here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So the idea with the nine R's isn't a formula. It's not a checklist. Uh, No different than the Lord's Prayer, as it's heard, is a way to just pray so somehow you're positioned with God. It's designed to point you in a direction of understanding how to pray so that you can capture the Father's heart and move earth. The whole idea is to bring heaven here to earth. So the nine R's are a similar method. There is healing, there is deliverance, and there is miracles that Jesus worked when he was doing ministry here on the earth. And we are called to do the same thing. So uh, with that, I take a look at saying, okay, there's a variety of different ways of looking at healing, deliverance, and miracles. But if you follow the format of nine R's, and each word starts with R, that, that way it's easy to try to remember this. You can even do something as simple as what I did, is I made a little cheat sheet in my Bible to just kind of walk through each of those nine R's uh, with, with folks, and uh, they'll often like take a picture of it with their phone so that they have it. But the first R is, is recognize. You have to recognize that you have a problem. I don't care whether it's healing or whether it's an issue in business or an uh, issue in a relationship uh, you have with a spouse or with a child or with, with a parent. you got to recognize there's an issue. And I think recognition is half the battle. So once you recognize, oh, I've got a pain here, or I've got this issue going on that seems to be causing me a lot of problems, then you're uh, a long way down the road uh, because you're no longer sticking your head in the sand, so to speak. So after you recognize you have an issue, you need to take responsibility. Now, I know taking responsibility seems to be pretty frowned upon uh, in the greater narrative that we're hearing in our country uh, uh, in this decade, But we need to take personal responsibility for things that are going on in our lives, particularly if it relates to a healing issue or a deliverance issue. So once you've taken personal responsibility, which is as simple as saying, okay, I'm going to deal with this issue. I'm no longer going to tolerate it. I'm no longer going to live with it. I'm no longer going to be you know, sick with this or sick with that or have this pain or have this injury that, that just seems to never, you know, get better or gets almost better but not quite better. What are we going to do? Well, the first thing we do then is the third R, which is repent. Well, you're like, well, what do you mean repent? Repent from what? If you've got a sports injury from 20 years ago, what are you repenting from? 
Well, you're actually repenting for agreeing with allowing it to stay. I mean, we're supposed to be healed at 100% level, walk in divine health. That's what the scriptures point to. And if Jesus Christ was beaten at the, at the whipping post and scourged all the way to the cross, and it's by his stripes we are healed, if we don't get <clears throat> to 100% healing, then we're just kind of saying, well, the gospel's for most of it. No, Jesus did everything. And so we want to repent for agreeing with the fact that, oh, this is as good as it's going to get. <clears throat> Maybe the doctor said to you, oh, this, uh, you know, you're about 90%. That's as good as you're going to get from this injury. Or you, you've had cancer and they're going to say, well, now you're in remission. What about cure? What about never having it again? That's a whole higher level. And so we want to repent for agreeing with things that don't line up with the word of God. Now, you may also have some demonic issues going on. And I know people say, well, Christians can't have demons. But demons can have Christians. That's what oppression is. So think about uh, one of the, my favorite scriptures to touch on this is 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I run into Christians who are so fearful about everything, whether it's the economy or their finances or or uh, the, the, what's going to happen to their kids or their grandkids, whatever. But fear is not an emotion. The Bible does not say God has not given you emotion of fear. It says God has not given you a spirit of fear. So deal with that spirit the same way you would any other deliverance issue. And when you deal with that, then you're going to replace it with power, love, and a sound mind. So after you've repented for agreeing with a spirit of fear or agreeing with the condition, medical condition you've had for a long time, you then need to renounce the bad fruit that that has put in your life. And one of the other scriptures that you'll, you'll see on uh, forgiveness and remission of sins, just get out of agreement with and get rid of those things that have been there. So if you've been agreeing with a spirit of fear, for example, then one of the things you're going to renounce is anxiety and stress and and a heart beating out of out, out of whack because you've got fear, you know, the fight and flight thing. If you've been agreeing with a, uh, an old sports injury that it just hasn't gotten better, you know, shoulders been bugging you, it's 90%, but, you know, it's still some places it's just a little tough, then you're going to renounce that issue and walk out of those things. So think about what are those things, what is the fruit in your life that has come as a result of an agreement that's opposite of what the Word of God says. And you renounce those things. So once you've, you've repented for agreeing with things that are contrary to Scripture, and you renounce those things that are really the bad fruit that's been set up in your life, the next phase is, is to remove. Now, remove is an R word as opposed to casting out, uh, which is what the Scriptures use. They cast out devils or demons. So you want to remove those things. So let's use the example of the spirit of fear again. If you've been struggling with fear, fear of uh, success in your business or fear of failure or uh, fear of uh, having uh, interaction with family members over Thanksgiving, what, whatever the situation is, you want to re remove that spirit of fear. And it goes as simple as this. 
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of fear to leave my presence now and go to the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, by faith, we're going to get to the next R, which is replace. We're going to replace what we've removed. So if we're removing a spirit of fear, what does the scripture say we should have instead of a spirit of fear? Power, love, and a sound mind. So we're going to replace that place that has been occupying our heart, that spirit of fear, with power, love, and a sound mind. If you have an old sports injury in a shoulder, for example, you're going to remove the spirit of infirmity that has attached itself to that old sports injury, which is why it hasn't gotten from 90 to 100% better. And then you're going to replace it with divine health. Third John 2 God says, uh, you know, through the scriptures there, that it is our design to live in radiant health. So we want to call forth that radiant health to be in our body. So this is all that defensive posture, if you will, of walking out your own healing, your own deliverance, your own freedom by working through the way Jesus handled things when he prayed for others and the way the apostles did the same. So we've got six of the nine R's. The next three start getting into a more offensive posture. How many of you know that when you get rid of a demonic force in your life, whether it's a spirit of fear or maybe something you know more serious, or you get rid of an addiction, you know, like drugs or alcohol, or you overcome an illness or cancer or disease, or lupus, or whatever you want to call it, that the devil is not going to just go, oh, I'll give up, the Christian wins. No, these, these demonic forces want to keep oppressing us. So you have to get to the next R, which is resist. And it's based on the scripture of pursue God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, I see a lot of Christians try to resist the devil. Uh, you know, if they've had a pornography addiction, they're trying to wrestle and, you know, not, not look at uh, bad stuff. But it's really a struggle to do that. The key there is pursue God. You must pursue the face of the Father. Pursue God and in the process, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, I have seen a lot of people who have walked out of uh, arthritis and cancer and, and addictions and then the thing tries to come back that symptom that you are experiencing is not the disease or is not the addiction returning. It's a trick. It's a lying spirit from the pit of hell trying to get you to uh, take back that which you've been set free from with you speaking out of your mouth. Oh, maybe I'm not cured. Maybe that didn't work. Maybe that prayer wasn't it. And you begin to think that somehow well, it didn't work and I've still got this issue. No, 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 no. You want to be in a place where you are uh, taking uh, an offensive position saying, no, that is a lying spirit. I am not agreeing with that symptom. You're not denying that you feel the pain again or you feel the pull with the addiction or whatever, but you're just saying, I am not going to agree with that because I am set free. I am healed. This healing belongs to me because of what Jesus has done. This deliverance belongs to me because of what Jesus has done. And as a result, then, we're going to step into that place of being able to resist the temptation to agree with this lying spirit. 
But it takes a little bit more than that. So the eighth R is rejoice. Uh, demons hate worship. They do not like when you worship the Lord. And so I often tell people, when you get set free, start praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. But the moment you feel a symptom returning, hallelujah, praise the Lord, you are taking a place of worship. If you don't understand how to worship, go into Revelation, look at what the angels are doing around the throne 24-7. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That is some of the purest form of worship. If it's good enough for the angels 24-7, it's good enough for us to worship. And if we're in the middle of overcoming a battle, whether it's cancer, whether it's alcoholism, or whether it's fear, that worship will center our spirits with Holy Spirit and allow us to walk in freedom. And then the last R is restore others. And I, I want to encourage you that this is probably the most uh, offense position you can take. I'm not talking about being offensive. I'm talking about offense like in a sports team where you are now got the ball and you're driving for the, for the goal. When you have overcome something, you now have spiritual authority to help other people overcome that. So the example I use the most is I've had more men confide in me uh, addictions to pornography. 50% of men, whether they're in the church or not in the church, have some sort of an addiction to pornography. And the best way to get free from that, after you've gone through the other eight R's, is you know friends who are also dealing with that same issue. So when you start to feel that urge to turn on your computer or do whatever, start restoring others by lifting up Johnny and Joe and, and, and others as you go so that you can be set free and setting other people free. The gates of hell will not prevail against you. So what's unique about a gate? Well, a gate doesn't move. The door swings, but the gates themselves are firmly planted. So that can imply this, that it's our job to go into hell, take back that which the devil has stolen from us and others, and restore it for the kingdom of God. And so I have... Uh, help men completely get set free out of pornography by using these nine R's and how they stayed free is when the temptation would come back. They were pursuing God and resisting the devil, the, the, the seventh R, and they were worshiping and rejoicing. But I've even had them say, I can turn on my computer and be worshiping God and still be going to look. But the moment that they start to pray for others to be set free, that wicked spirit of that addiction leaves their presence because now you're actually doing damage in their kingdom for the glory of God to restore the kingdom of God uh, and set those people free. So I'm going to hold up those nine R's so you can see them again. You want to recognize the issue, take responsibility, repent. You want to renounce all that bad fruit that's been set up. You want to remove any wicked spirits attached to the issue. You want to replace that with what the Word of God says. You want to resist the devil, pursue God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You want to rejoice. You want to be in a place of worship. And then the next stage is really a strategy stage, and that is restore others. Because once you've been set free or once you've been healed from an issue, you can now do that with others with great success. Uh, for example, I had open heart surgery as a child. And so when I pray for people with heart conditions, I see amazing healings and miracles because I have overcome that issue 
because the devil's trying to kill me as a young child. And uh, now when I pray for people with heart issues, I see amazing results. So I just want to encourage you, take these nine R's, use them, use them in your small group, use them with, 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 other, with other folks, and you'll be able to learn how to pray with power more effectively because you're essentially using the model that Jesus used when he set so many people free. And every person that came to Christ was healed or delivered. You can't find a scripture where somebody who came to him seeking healing didn't get it. Everybody got healed. Everybody got delivered. And why should it be any different now that we have Holy Spirit in our lives on this side of the ascension? So uh, I want to encourage you to use the nine R's to not only help your own walk with the Lord and own healing and own deliverance, but to help set other people free as well. So everyone who's listening... Make this personal to your own situation. And as we pray, think about the situation in your own life that you need healing or deliverance from. Let's, let's use uh, the spirit of fear, because I don't know anybody that hasn't at some point in time had fear of something. Uh, so it would, it would go like this. Uh, and I often have people repeat after me. So if you are dealing with any kind of fear, whatever it is, when I say the spirit of fear, you just name it in your own, own mind and you just repeat after me. And so most of my praying is repeat after me prayers using these nine R's as a principle because self-deliverance is very powerful because uh, God is all-knowing, but the demonic realm is not. They don't know what you're thinking, but if you're speaking it, they know exactly where you stand. So it would go like this. Uh, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus... And you can repeat after me. I recognize that I've been dealing with fear of whatever the spirit is. I now come out of agreement with that spear, that, that spirit of fear. And I repent for listening to it and allowing it to chart my life. I renounce all the bad fruit that this wicked spirit has set up in my life, this fear set up in my life, all the anxieties, all the stresses. I just renounce that bad fruit. And I now command in the name of Jesus Christ for this spirit of fear to leave my presence and go to the cross of Jesus Christ. And all of its wicked buddies as well. If there's anything else that's there, I send it to the cross of Christ. Now, by faith, I replace that spirit of fear with power, love, and a sound mind. I also receive all the fruits of the Spirit as listed in the Scriptures. And from this day forward, I will walk in freedom because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. And I speak to that part of my body that's not quite right, you know, some sort of ailment or some sort of illness or injury, and I command it to line up with the Word of God. The first chapter of Genesis, God said that we, He gave dominion over the earth to Adam, or Adam, mankind. These are dirt bodies. We have dominion over our dirt bodies sovereign rule and authority over our dirt bodies. So we speak to our bodies in the name of Jesus Christ and command them to be made whole and line up with the Word of God. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual. Listeners of Christian Fellowship Community Presentations and any recordings acknowledge that these productions are exclusively owned by CFC and listeners agree to only use for their listening and not to make any use for any commercial reasons.